All signs are pointing to Bill Belichick being the next Falcons head coach. So it's time to talk about how and why this hiring process has gone so very wrong. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So, guys, if you don't know me, I am your very humble host, Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew. And boy, Mr. Drew is coming on today's episode. My friends call me Negative Nancy. You can call me Mr. Drew, but you can become one of my friends by subscribing or following for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts and be that everydayer that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen, your first watch each and every day. So initially, my plans today, we're going to have Jarvis Davis on to talk quarterbacks, right? And, you know, Monday uh, next week, planned on getting into the positional review, starting with the quarterback position, kind of wanted to pick his brain on what direction I think the Falcons could go in this offseason. But uh, COVID got another one. And uh, so we're wishing Jarvis a speedy recovery. Uh, But I figured, you know, in addition to the quarterbacks, we'd also talk about Antonio Pierce and Aaron Glenn, sort of the last two coaches among the 12 that the Falcons have requested for interviews uh, and what they potentially bring to the table. But all that went out the window because of breaking news on Thursday. We got a 13th coach. Falcons interviewed Brian Johnson, the much reviled Eagles offensive coordinator. The first and last time we'll talk about Brian Johnson on this podcast. They also were reportedly interested in Mike Vrabel. So 14 coaches are now added to the list. But really, the big news of the day was the Falcons are lining up Bill Belichick for a second interview this weekend, this time with Terry Fontenot and Rich McKay in the room after the first interview earlier this week was a one-on-one with Arthur Blank, allegedly, on his yacht. I'm sure they they were drinking very expensive alcohol, smoking cigars, and marveling at Bill Belichick's Super Bowl rings in that first interview. So now Terry and and Rich can marvel at those rings. And, you know, all along, all the insiders, you know, the Ian Rappaport, the Sheena Andersons have been saying, you know, bet on Belichick in Atlanta. They're continuing to say, you know, that that it's things are moving in that direction. They, you know, they've made note that it's not a done deal. Right. But, you know, if we're going in that direction, you know, I'm cycling, spiraling through all five stages of grief over this development. You know, denial, anger, bargaining, uh, depression and acceptance. You know, been waffling through those first three denial, anger and bargaining all week long. And now we're full on depression. And I have no idea when I'll get to acceptance. You know, maybe that's a week from now. Maybe that's Months from now, we'll see. But if you've been missing the pod over the last week, you know, denial has been our through line when it comes to Bill Belichick, right? I get why the Falcons are interested, but based off of how they've handled their hiring process in the last 20 years under owner Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, hiring Bill Belichick doesn't really fit with how they've done things in the past. But, you know, these past few days I've been saying, you know, oh, we're weeks away, you know, we're weeks away from a hire being made. And Maybe maybe instead I've been wrong. That's a bit of, uh, completely wrong on that one. We're days away. 
So we'll see what happens over the weekend. But let's talk about that process that Rich McKay and Arthur Blank have had, right? Because hiring Bill Belichick is not really how they've done things. And I hope against all hope, bargaining, that, you know, the 12 coaches, now 13 coaches that they've requested interviews for, potentially 14, if you buy the Rabel stuff, you know, they, they would get through all of those interviews and, and realize, you know what, the idea of Bill Belichick isn't as alluring as we initially thought it was, right? The ideal being that, you know, we would land the greatest coach of all time and he was going to solve all the team's problems that have plagued them, especially these last six years where the team has had six consecutive losing season, seasons, the longest, you know, winning drought in the Arthur Blank era. That idea is alluring, but I don't think that's the reality of the situation of hiring a Bill Belichick because in a nutshell, and we'll get more into this later, you know, the Patriot way that Bill Belichick embodies doesn't really work, at least not outside of a very certain, you know, time period in New England. And there's a basically a mountain of evidence supporting this. And again, we'll circle back to that. But, you know, I've been saying for the past days, weeks, months, years, you know, or I've, I've heard people saying this and I've defended it, right? Blank and McKay are the problem, right? And I sit there and I go, what exactly is the problem that, you know, over the last 20 years that they've been running things that objective by any objective measure, the Falcons have been one of the better run teams in the NFL in that period of time, whether you're looking at wins and losses, conference championship appearance, Super Bowl appearance, draft success, right? I don't think that's the problem, guys. But I think because, you know, people tend to be emotional about these things rather than engaging the more rational, analytical sides of their brain, um, you know, they tend to see, you know, I guess mediocrity, which is probably fair to say. Right. You know, again, Falcons aren't flawless, but they've generally done more good than bad in that period of time, but not good enough, I guess you can say. And they, they see that as as a negative. Right. A major negative. But now I'm sitting here going like, yeah, I think the process is a problem. Right. Because are we even going to get interviews of Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick and Raheem Morris, three of the hottest names in this coaching cycle? I've been waiting all week long. I've been assuming all week long that we were going to get those interviews. Maybe we still do. Maybe as you guys are listening to this on Thursday night or watching this on Thursday night or, or, or on Friday, we get those announcements similar to what we've gotten with Brian Johnson and others these past few days. Right. I'm hoping that those are still scheduled on their docket. Because if the Falcons go through this entire process and land on Bill Belichick without even interviewing those three specific guys, Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloak, and Raheem Morris, then boy, oh boy, we got to talk about a flawed process. Couldn't even imagine the possibility of the Falcons not interviewing those guys. Right? It has been a big reason why I've defended. Oh, like they'll, they'll talk to these guys and they'll realize, hey, these guys got something that, you know, they can potentially solve the Falcons' problems. And that's kind of the irony of it all, right? Because everybody since Arthur Smith's firing the last 10 days has been talking about the Falcons need to change up how they do things. They need to switch it up. And all those people are getting their wish. You know, you took something, I'm not going to say beautiful, but you're taking something that kind of has worked, again, because by any objective measure, the Falcons have done a pretty good job over the last 20 years. You've taken something that's worked and you've destroyed it, right? Now, I'm sure many of you guys are sitting here saying, Aaron, it hasn't worked because the Falcons have had six consecutive losing seasons. And you're right. But again, that's the emotion talking, not the rational part. Because when you start analyzing why it hasn't worked over the last six years, right, you realize there's some reasons for that, right? But the, the frustration has blinded you to what the actual reasons and root causes of the Falcons struggles over these last six years have been. And we're going to break down exactly what those are and why I believe 
Bill Belichick, of all people, the GOAT, is uniquely unqualified to solve those problems. And we'll get into that as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings homes the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time in your money back or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Guys, with the regular season over and the playoffs among us ongoing, there's still time to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You put up $5, they're going to give you $150, right? On an app that's easy to use, there's so many different ways to bet. Spreads, player props over unders, you want to do same game parlays, you want to find new bets in the Explore tab or make a parlay in the Parlay Hub where you can find the most popular parlay so you can bet a little and win a lot. There's so much more to find at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. To make your first bet a layup, FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So I want to plug the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel right here on YouTube, the first of its kind that covers all the biggest stories across the sports, across the nation, across the world. And if you're looking for more local flair, check out the Locked On Sports Atlanta 24-7 streaming channel here on YouTube as well, your team every day. So you've heard me in the past talk about the Falcons' problems over the 20-plus years that Arthur Blank and Rich McKay have been running this franchise. And it's basically their tendency to get 90% up the way up the mountain, and they struggle to reach the summit. They struggle to get over the hump, as they said. And that manifests itself, like this past year, where they get 90% of the way to making the playoffs, and they can't get there. It's when they make the playoffs and they struggle to win a playoff game like they did in the early years of Mike Smith. They make it to the conference championship game and don't win it to go to the Super Bowl like in 04 and 2012. Or they get to the Super Bowl like they did in 2016 and don't win it. And this is why hiring someone like Bill Belichick with his pedigree is a very alluring because he's the guy. He's done it multiple times. Get you over to home. You look at the hardware. You look at the bling. You look at the rings. You look at the trophies. It's easy to get lured in by that, right? We're bringing all that down to Atlanta. We need that here in Atlanta. But that's an idea. That's a dream. That's an illusion. It's not reality. Because what I'm going to tell you is the reality of the Patriot way is that it was basically lightning in a bottle, right? That the Patriots for 18 years when Tom Brady was in New England, it was basically like the football gods delivered this gift. You got Brady, the GOAT. You got Belichick, the GOAT. You're going to make beautiful music for nearly two decades. And then we're going to reclaim that gift. And you're going to struggle to recapture that magic. But let's talk about the Falcons' problems and where it's gone wrong over the last six years specifically and why they haven't been able to give over a hump to get that winning record. You know, I don't like being reductionist on this podcast, but I will today to get my point across. There's three reasons, three obstacles 
that have held back this team that they've been unable to overcome over the last six years, the last three years of Dan Quinn's tenure, and the last three years of Arthur Smith. Number one, play call. Number two, poor roster management. And number three, the inability to develop a quarterback in a post-Matt Ryan era. Number one, play calling. Right? We know that the number one reason that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl in 2016 was because of the historic offense spearheaded by Kyle Shanahan's play calling. When it came time to replace Shanahan in 2017, and he departed for San Francisco, rather than promote from within some inexperienced play callers that had known the Shanahan system backward and forward because they'd been around him for basically a decade or more, like Matt LaFleur or Mike McDaniels, the Falcons went from without, went from an external high, brought in guys like Steve Sarkeesian, Dirk Cutter, basically experienced play callers, but basically, hey, come in and do your best Kyle Shanahan impression, right? And this was a mistake, right? Now, I get why Dan Quinn went in that direction, because, again, the Falcons felt like they were a championship-caliber team and going and, and grooming an inexperienced play caller like a Mike McDaniel or Matt LaFleur didn't make sense to them. But obviously, we all know, hindsight being 2020, this was an egregious mistake by Dan Quinn. Now we look at the number two issue, roster management. And this is the complacency you've heard me talk about and discuss in the past. And basically, after 2016, the Falcons spent the next few off-seasons, rather than continue to build up the roster, they focused on maintaining what they had in 2016. Right? They said, we already built a championship gal roster. We just need to keep the band together, and eventually we'll get another championship. And so they spent you know, those next few off-seasons paying some of the young players that were key parts of that 2016 run, Devontae Freeman, Desmond Trufant, Deion Jones, Jake Matthews, et cetera, they were re-upping, giving third contracts to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, right? Even if you look at certain drafts, like the 2018 draft, top two picks, Calvin Ridley and Isaiah Oliver, they weren't built, they weren't meant to build up the roster. They were meant to replace players that they had in 2016, Taylor Gabriel for Calvin Ridley, Robert Alford for Isaiah Oliver. They ignored the trenches. They ignored the pass rush. They ignored the offensive line, and by the time they started reinvesting in those areas in 2019 and 2020, it was too little too late. That's the reason. Those are the two biggest reasons why the Dan Quinn regime got 90% up the way of the mountaintop in 2016 and then slowly descended down that mountain for the next four years until his dismissal. Then in 2021, you had Arthur Smith coming in, and basically, arguably, you can make the case that he was basically meant to be that similar sort of Kyle Shanahan impressionist. Right, mimic Kyle Shanahan. You you learn the offense from Matt Lafleur. Come in and do your thing. That's we you know we can't get Matt Lafleur now, so let's get the next best guy. But that doesn't necessarily work in 2021. And the Falcons realize, okay, you know Matt Ryan, we got to move in a new direction at quarterback. Matt Ryan doesn't have it anymore. And so the last two years, you've gotten adequate quarterback play, but not good enough quarterback play to have that breakthrough and be that winning season and be that playoff team. Cause we've seen this team get to 500, get to above 500 the last two years under both Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter in the month of October, be in first place in the NFC South. And when you needed to go to the next level to have that breakthrough in the months of November, in the month of December, those quarterbacks and this team fell short. Right. And that's a big reason why Arthur Smith is out of a job right now. So, when you're looking at the who you want to bring in for the Falcons next coach, you want to hope you're going to hire someone that can check all three of those boxes that you have failed to check consistently over the last six years. Good play caller, be able to develop a quarterback that can break you and give you playoff caliber performance, and a guy that can you know, oversee the continued building and improvement 
of this roster. And I'm here to tell you guys, I don't think Bill Belichick is that guy. Because if you look at his time, especially his time in New England post-Brady, he's failed mightily in all three of those areas. To a much bigger degree, I would argue, than either Dan Quinn or Arthur Smith did. All you got to do is look at the journey of Mac Jones when they drafted him in 2021. First year, has an impressive rookie year with Josh McDaniels calling plays. Josh McDaniels leaves for Las Vegas. And Bill Belichick makes the terrible decision of making Matt Patricia his play caller. Right? That's way worse than Dan Quinn passing over LaFleur and McDaniels for Sark or Cutter. It'd be like Dan Quinn picking Brian Cox to be his offensive coordinator after uh, Kyle Shanahan versus Steve Sarkisian. That led to poor development of the quarterback, right? And then we talk about the musical chairs that Arthur Smith played with last year with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke at the quarterback position. Well, that's been a bigger issue in New England for the past two years with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. We talk about poor roster management. Patriots are notorious for being one of the worst drafting teams in the NFL. They miss on free agents on the rare occasions when they do spend money in free agency, right? The last draft pick that they got a second, they gave a second contract to was legendary Falcon safety, Deron Harmon, who was a third round pick for the Patriots back in 2013. That would be the equivalent guys of the last time the Falcons gave a second contract to a player would be basically like Levine Toilolo. That's how long ago it was, right? Players hate playing there. They spend four years because they know they're mercenaries. They know Belichick's going to treat you like a commodity, a mercenary. He's going to draft you, he's going to use you, and he's going to replace you in four years. And so you just play there. He's just like, I'm just going to keep my head down, play as hard as I can, and, and get paid somewhere else. That's not a way to build a culture, guys, right? And especially, we can get deeper into this, which we won't, but you know, the Falcons need a wide receiver, guys. And you know which team is like the worst at being able to pick wide receivers, whether it's the draft or free agency? New England Patriots, if you don't know. Now, you can run your team that way when you have Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady made Bill Belichick, but having that elite quarterback as your foundation, you can build around it with that, and you can run it that way in the ways that Belichick has over the last 20 years. But without that, I don't think it works. And there's a mountain of evidence that suggests that, and that's been proven, especially in New England the last couple of years since Brady left. And basically anybody who's tried to export the Patriot way to any other city has found out the hard way that it doesn't work there, right? All you got to do is look at all the other coaches that have come from that Belichick tree, Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, Brian Dable. We're waiting for any of those guys to be a success story. You look at the, the front office people, Bob Quinn, Scott Pioli, John Robinson, Nick Casario, Dave Ziegler, all have left New England over the last 20 years and fizzled out. Right, the two most successful people from that Patriot school are very own Thomas Dimitrov and current Bucks GM Jason Light. And Dimitrov succeeded, relatively speaking, here in Atlanta, and relative to pretty much everybody else who came out of New England. Why? Not because he, he took the Patriot way down to Atlanta. He took some elements of that, but he went his own way because he knew that you couldn't just do it Bill's way here in Atlanta or anywhere else. And then Jason Light's the one guy that's got a ring, that's earned a ring on his own. And guess who was the quarterback of his team that year when they won a ring in Tampa Bay? Hmm. Gee, I wonder. Coincidence? I think not. So this is a mountain of evidence that I'm, I'm presenting to you that the Patriot way, it just doesn't work. It worked one time with unique circumstances in one place. It was lightning in a bottle. 
And the minute someone tries to export that elsewhere, the bottle breaks or they try to uncork it and the lightning escapes. And this is why I can sit here and say with conviction, the Falcon's prophet, as they say, and say, man, this has all the signs of being a bad bet. No different than the bad bet that the Falcons made when they drafted Jalen Mayfield back in 2021. And I said similar things about, I don't know about this one, guys, because right then the Falcons needed a plug-and-play starter that had upside and fit your scheme. So what did the Falcons do? They drafted a project that lacked upside and was a bad scheme fit. And you wonder why it didn't work out. And I'm sitting here saying it's the same thing, guys. It's the same thing. So you can talk about how flawed the Falcons way, air quotes, has been under Arthur Blank and Rich McKay's watch over the last 20 years, but I'll take that 10 out of 10 times versus the Patriots way. Because while the Falcons way isn't perfect, the results have been much better here in Atlanta than the Patriot way that when you look at the coaches, you look at the GMs, has basically failed 13 out of 13 times elsewhere when they've tried to export it elsewhere. And here we are, the Atlanta Falcons saying, hey, we're going to be the exception. 14th times a charm. Again, I could be wrong. Year or two, I'm sitting here doing a crossover, you know, in the month of February, talking to some other lockdown hosts, talking about, hey, the Falcons are about to be on the verge of winning the Super Bowl. And I'll absolutely on that day have a nice heaping plate of deep fried crow, slather that thing in a hot sauce, give me a side of potato salad, give me a side of mac and cheese, and I'll eat. Let's go to eat, guys. But I don't think we're going to be there. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But we'll move past the denial, the anger, the bargaining, depression, and we'll start to work slowly our way to acceptance to the possibility of Belichick being here. And while I'm skeptical of Belichick working out long-term, maybe, just maybe, he can work out short-term and and break the streak and get us our first winning season in six years should he be the head coach in 2024. And the way he'll do that is basically by doing, copying the same formula for success that we talked about last offseason with Arthur Smith. And maybe Belichick can pull it off. A lot of that depends on getting the quarterback right, and we'll break that down to wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. Guys, I want to tell you about prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. With basketball season among us, they've now unveiled their specials league, a league created specifically for combination productions for players from different sports and different leagues. Combine NBA, college basketball, NFL, NHL, all that and more. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with a few taps. Prize fix is really simple to play. Just pick two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types is why Prize Fix is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizefix.com slash locked on NFL. Use code lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizefix.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL. Prize Fix is daily fantasy sports made easy. So while for all the reasons I've talked about for the last 20 plus minutes, I don't have high hopes about Belichick working long-term here in Atlanta, but I don't think he's going to be terrible, right? I think the Falcons absolutely could make the playoffs in 2024. And hey, that's something that, you know, you know, I don't think personally Belichick is unique in that regard, right? Over the other potential options the Falcons could hire, but you know, let's talk about it, right? And so the formula for Belichick to me is the same as the formula was for Arthur Smith. Talked about it all last offseason. Why we were hopeful going into this 2020 season. Hey, just give me decent quarterback play, run the football and play good defense. Hey, you know, that can win you nine or 10 games in this week division. 
right? Make the playoffs. You don't need to be a juggernaut. Just be the 13th or 14th best team in the NFL. I think Belichick's capable of pulling that off here. He's still one of the most brilliant minds in, in football, right? Now, if the Falcons had a quarterback and all their offensive stuff was figured out, and all you needed was a, a coach that could take a pretty good defense under Ryan Nielsen to a great defense under Bill Belichick, hey, Belichick is your man. Now, the play calling stuff, you know, Josh McDaniels is not a bad option since he's the guy most people think Belichick is going to try to bring here in Atlanta. He's got a pretty good body of work. He's had success outside of the Pats Brady bubble, you know, I think one year of it in his first year in the Raiders. Now, I haven't poured through the Raiders film yet, but I've read some people that do watch Raiders film on a regular basis. And, you know, sounds like some of the issues that Josh McDaniels ran into, especially this past year as a play caller before he got fired. Um, were many of the same issues that we talked about with Arthur Smith this past year, you know, big regression from the run game, lack of explosiveness in the passing game, right? Not being able to utilize the talent on your roster, on a Renfro, Derek Waller, et cetera. But, you know, we'll punt that to later if and when Josh McDaniels hired as the OC. And by then I will, you know, have watched the film and, and can confirm or deny this. But, you know, the big question for the Falcons is the quarterback position. And, you know, the question is, do you go rookie? Do you go veteran? Is Belichick patient enough to develop another rookie? Or does he look for a more short-term bridge starter and punt that down the road? Time will tell. Right? Any coach that comes in here will have to answer that question as well. Now, there are a lot of options available for the Falcons at the quarterback position. Don't know how many of them are good options, but you know, there's still lots of them, you know, starting with the draft. Do you trade up in the draft? Try to get one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft, right? As I talked about on Monday's episode, I don't think you're probably gonna see teams at one and two trading back. You know, but could you go get, say, Jaden Daniels of LSU at three or four if New England or Arizona want to move back? Possibly. Right? That's a conversation I'm, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of times over the next coming months in the lead up to the draft. Do you settle for the next best guy at eight? You know, possibly Michigan's J.J. McCarthy. You know, in the process of doing my senior bowl prep, you know, I learned that the Patriots under Belichick tend to lean heavily on senior bowl quarterbacks. They, Eight out of the 13 quarterbacks that they drafted the last 20 years were senior bowl guys. Three others were went to other all-star games, right? Does that mean that, you know, you follow that blueprint and maybe you wait to day two to get one of these top five guys that are expected to be at the senior bowl? Tennessee's Joe Milton, South Carolina's Spencer Rattler, uh, Oregon's Bo Nix, Michael Pratt from Tulane, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Who knows? But I'm sure that will be a topic that we will explore in a week or two from now when I'm down in Mobile. Now you look at the veteran options. Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, do they become available? It's like post-June 1 cuts this offseason. Does Kirk Cousins hit free agency? Right? That sounds like a good solution if he hits free agency. Right? A lot of people don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. Jacoby Brissett, free agent. He's got Patriots experience. Do the Broncos cut Jared Stidham? He's got Patriots experience. But then you look at the other options. Josh Dobbs, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Mason Rudolph, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor. Just rattle off a bunch of names. And I'm sure many of you are like, I don't love any of those names, Aaron. Not many of those guys are moving needle. But, hey, you know, just looking for the 19th best quarterback, I'm sure one of those guys could be an option. Brings us to Justin Fields. Now, I'm not the world's biggest Justin Fields fan. I was when he came into the league, but he hasn't become the player I thought he would be in the pros. But he does sound a lot more alluring when you look at a lot of those alternative options. And while I don't think Fields is a better passer than Desmond Ritter, the case for Fields is, hey, he can run. And, you know, that can help your running game rebound to being that elite unit it was in 2022. And the one thing he does do better than Ritter, he doesn't turn the ball over to the same degree that Ritter does. 
And we've seen Cam Newton in the Patriots offense back in 2020. It wasn't great, but hey, Beatles can be 10% better than that, 20% better than that. Maybe that's possible. Again, all we need is the 19th best quarterback, a good run game, and an improved defense. And that's our formula for success. But I sit here going like, okay, we're, we're doing that again. All right. Why did we fire Arthur Smith again? All right. I guess. So now we're back to depression. So, you know, I hope against hope that we get some good news over the weekend. Right. Now we're bargaining again that, you know, it's not moving in this direction. We see those interviews for Ben Johnson and Raheem Morris and others, Bobby Slowick. You know, the Falcons realize the error of the ways and hey, you know, let's stick to the blueprint. But we'll see. We'll see. But Monday, plan is we'll start our position of review, starting with the quarterback position. We'll talk about, you know, we'll give an update on any news that comes over the weekend on the coaching search or whatever. We'll talk about, you know, where Ritter fell short, deeper look into some of these potential upgrades and moves that the Falcons could make. So we'll get into that potentially on Monday. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be, you know, Aaron, you're so negative. I know half the comments are going to be, you're so negative. Is this what the podcast is going to be now for the next week? I hope not, guys. Like, I really do. I'm like, I'm not the type that's going to blow smoke up your butt and ignore the mountain of evidence that tells you that, like, this doesn't look like a good plan, man. And, like, everybody else is just like, I don't see no mountain. It's like, what mountain? It's like the giant mountain in front of you that you can see from space. How do you not see that thing? But we'll see. Again, I'm I'm ho- I'm hopeful, guys. I'm hoping that, you know, something will come along that will give me hope and, you know, fact that, you know, all my dreams are put in Jaden Daniels and Justin Fields. It's like, all right, I guess. That's it. All right, cool, man. So we'll see what's what, guys. Hope you continue to make us your first listen. Appreciate it. Till then.